The following podcast may contain spoilers, strong language, graphic violence, and nudity. Viewer discretion is advised. It stinks! Four guys and a movie! Four guys and a movie! Don't I cry and rob at your reviewing movies for the show? Four guys and a movie! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the 4 a.m. podcast, the podcast for dorks by dorks. <sighs> Guys, we watched, uh, we were actually, I should say, we were coerced into watching a film this week by one William, not our, uh, not that fool I'm looking at right now, but, uh, our most prolific listener, I would say, right? Probably. Yeah. Most notorious. Most, yeah, notorious W-I-L. L. Um, so we watched some, <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't want to call it a movie because I'm not sure it counts <laughs> as a film. Like, <sighs> oh, it's definitely not a film. No. So, as requested, Mom and Dad save the world. Uh, Tony. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Tony. Yeah. What's your history with Mom and Dad save the world? Uh, I, I've seen. I know I've seen parts of this before. I don't know if I've ever seen it in its entirety until today. I, I thought I had, but now I'm not so sure. All right. Uh, Will? Um, so before, uh, like when it was first announced, we were watching this one. I was thinking to myself, oh, I've seen this. I know, like, I remember uh, when my when we first got, like, HBO, I was like, was that on there a lot? And then you find out that it's, like, an HBO, like, produced movie. So that's like the only place where I think I remember seeing the little uh, bits and clips and definitely had not um, watched the whole thing before. All right. Uh, Brian, you ever you got any history with this film? So watching it, I realized I've seen this before, but I blocked it out. Um, <laughs> why? So I got why? Bits and pieces as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Huh. Like, and I remember like. Like some of the turns in the, in the movie or whatever, um, but uh, yeah, it was a long. I might have been like fifteen, fourteen, something like that when I saw it. Like it was a long time ago. Joe, I don't know why, but I've seen this movie a lot of times. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. So when when Will announced this one in you know as one of his picks, I did let out an audible like yes, not because I remember it being good, but I just I remember watching it a lot and i actually did have some nostalgia for it so i was curious to go back and review it mm. yeah this is definitely one uh i remember actually more from joe referencing it particularly the uh, light grenade on a number of occasions mm-hmm. uh yeah uh, i i do actually quote this movie more than i remember wow i had never seen this uh I'd heard of it, but I had a very different idea of what this movie was. Um, yes, Brian. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I vaguely recall. Did you put a light grenade in, in your new game? I think so. I think I did. <laughs> I think that was for sale somewhere. Does it say pick me up on it? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, he has referenced that on a number of occasions. I remember that very clearly. I remember also, one of the rules. I was like, a light grenade? You mean like a flashlight? Like, so, <laughs> also, um, if you ever are unfortunate enough to have to engage in single combat with me, I do genuine, like, generally flail my arm at you while going, don't, don't, 
Like, <laughs> that's how I fight. I thought that was just from, you learned that from your cats. <laughs> that's right. The technique, but the words of power, I learned from John Lovitz. Fair enough. Oh God, John Lovitz. I learned a little too much from John Lovitz, this, uh, this film. <laughs> so, Tony, you got any history on this film? Uh, yes. So, we watched, uh, we watched Mom and Dad from 2017. <laughs> Mom and Dad from uh, 2017? Directed by Brian Taylor. <laughs> Wait, who's the movie? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that was... <laughs> Um, no, so yeah, we did uh, Mom and Dad Save the World uh, from 1992, directed by uh, Greg Beeman, who... Beeman! Uh, funny, funny uh, part of his career, this was the first uh, theatrically released movie he ever uh, made. Uh, his second was Bushwhacked. Oh. Bushwhacked. And then never again. <laughs> that, is that with Daniel Stern? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Another one I've never seen. Uh, but uh, he did do a number of directed video movies, including Problem Child 3, uh, and has worked routinely in television, uh, doing Heroes, Melrose Place, Smallville, and even up to uh, Stargirl. Like what, what, Alice and Mac? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Smallville will be ever, forever known for, yes. <laughs> Wait, what, explain that? <laughs> oh. oh no. Uh uh Allison Mack, the, the 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 cute little 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 blonde girl that was in, in Smallville, the one that was like never in the comics but it was just for the show. I forgot her name. It was like uh was it like Chloe, something like that? Yeah. I can't remember. Oh yeah. I think it was Chloe. So yeah. um she is involved was involved in a sex cult um sex cult like pyramid type scheme type thing. And she's mm. been arrested for being involved in that in that in that sex cult where okay. she would like sell people to to her to her uh, and imprison people to to her to her the owner of the of the cult and everything. Yeah. Okay. Basically, she was handing out pamphlets to be like, "Come join our church, where we trap you in our basement, brand you, and you just yeah. become sex slaves who are our master." And oh. some, uh, I want to say the girl who played uh 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 Lana Lang in Smallville. I think she was in it too. Was so, she? Yeah. I know what? she's still like acting, or at least last I knew. No, I, I think she was involved in it. She got out of it, but I think she was involved in it too. Wow. Okay. Didn't know so, that part. So, what what part did Torgo play in all of this? I, I don't know. Torgo, when she would in, recruit you into their uh, facility, Torgo would grab your bags. Okay. <laughs> oh, he would while you were asleep. He would sneak up on you and touch your hair in a Joe, terrible, come on. terrible way. He could not sneak up on you with those thighs. Well, well no. To when be you fair, were asleep, yeah. <laughs> when you were asleep, Torgo would also masturbate on your feet. But I didn't want to mention that yeah. part. I put your baggage in the hall. All right, also, so guys, I we have got a movie you to a talk replacement about. pair yeah, of I socks. I don't know if that's going on. Yeah. Well, you need uh, to. Close that window, dude. <laughs> it's impossible to close. There's no, there's no blinds on it. <laughs> Why did you put blinds on the window behind you then? No, I'll, I'll fucking show you. Guys, this is live. <laughs> oh, oh. Are you in a bunker? What is? Like, what's that for? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the cats like to go on it. How did you get the only second floor basement apartment? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. that's where he watches the bomb tests, all right? Yeah. It's lead um, lines. Why, why don't yeah. you turn your chair around or something? But uh, the TV's right in front of me. Oh. 
Oh, and that's important. All right. Anyway, only paying attention to the podcast. That's <laughs> so. Mom and Dad save the world. Hey, okay. first of all, William, thank you for sponsoring this episode. Um, anybody else that wants to sponsor an episode, uh, you can uh, send us money via PayPal at the 4 podcast at gmail.com. $20 gets you a movie of your choice. Uh, but William decided to take up the rest of our year with his uh, film collection. So uh, without further ado, um, Tony, you got any more details on Mom and Dad Save the World? Or Yeah, I was trying. All right. Okay. Um, so <laughs> very brief history on this because I, I, did, did so, I, I didn't have a ton of time this week, to be honest. But also I did some digging and no one gave enough of a shit to write anything down. But uh, I guess this movie was originally called Dick and Marge Save the Earth, but they changed it at some point for reasons I think are pretty obvious. Good uh, Yeah. Um, the saddest part of I found out about this was John Lovitz had to quit Saturday Night Live to do this movie. Ooh, uh, wow. Yeah, originally it was supposed to be done in between season break, but uh, things didn't work out, and Lauren Michaels was like, no, you're not even missing like a day of work. You have to be here or you have to leave. And so he chose the movie, which... Uh-huh. Uh, so... Um, the movie was yeah, the the movie was filmed in 1990. It wasn't released until 1992, and it played in theaters for a, roughly a week before it was pulled. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Uh, according made for TV movie vibes for me. Yeah, and according to someone on uh, the the International Movie Daily Bugle, they believe it might be an unofficial sequel to My Stepmother Is an Alien. But I don't believe that's factual. So yeah, I mean, you could pretty much get any facts from the internet. So mm-hmm. true. But like, I see the connection with John Lovitz, but I, he didn't play this. It's not the name of the same character. So uh, anyway, do you guys want to guess at how much money this movie well, cost? I have one factoid that oh, I remember oh. from this. Oh, In an interview, John Lovitz did say that he was able to either purchase or steal. Many of the statues of him, uh, wow. uh, okay. and he placed them around his pool. Awesome. <laughs> so. Also, I'd like to say I'm so sorry. Not bad. Not yeah, bad. Not bad. Anyone want to guess how much money this movie cost to make? Mm. So they had some amazing claymation planet sets. <laughs> so and some I'm good gonna, makeup. Yeah, I'm gonna go with four million dollars. I'm gonna go with. Two million dollars. I'm gonna say. Wait. Oh, I want to raise mine because because John Lovett got a paycheck, so he probably made two million dollars on the, on this. Uh, what do you think John Lovett is making at Saturday Night Live? Not that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Peanut, peanuts. I'm sticking uh, with my two million. I'm gonna say six million dollars. Right, six say, million, Rob. You were two. I'm gonna say seven million and five uh, midgets in a bulldog con- uh, costume. One of those is Tony Cox. Nice. Oh, yeah. Of course, one of them is Tony Cox. Yeah. All right. Will said seven million? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, those Lub Lubs ain't cheap. Uh, well, seven we, million in a dollar. We know they don't have Warwick Davis money. Uh, well, <laughs> good call, Joe. It w- You guys all got smoked with $14 million. Oh. Yeah, it's 1990. It ain't under $10 million. Jesus. Right. Wanna guess how much it made? $2 million. <laughs> $24. <laughs> If they pulled it in a week, like, it probably was under a million dollars. Um, and Lub Lubs ain't gonna draw money. Uh, 
<laughs> Two million and a dollar. Uh, oh, that fuck. Um, well, yeah, I didn't write the exact amount, but uh, it was roughly two million dollars. So I'm gonna okay. give it to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Joe might be more accurate, but uh, like I said, I didn't write down the specifics. Uh, yeah, that's listen. It's so rare I win this. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, down no, anyway, so. I, I didn't even get to finish it. I was going to say, spoil alert, someone already said the number the first time. But... <laughs> <laughs> you jumped right in there. <laughs> oh. oh, that hurts. So $14 million. And what, who did we spend that money on, Joe? Uh, well, you got John Lovitz as Emperor Todd Spango. Um, you got Terry Gar as Marge Nelson. You got... Um, Jeffrey Jones as Dick Nelson. As a problem. Uh, as a problem. <laughs> you got um, Wallace Shawn showing up as Cyborg. You got uh, Kathy Ireland. I uh, forgot what her name was. Something with an S. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matter. Kathy Ireland me. just being Kathy Ireland. Oh, my God. And uh, you got Eric Idle. He was King. Uh, King Eric Idle. Her- King Eric Idle. <laughs> King shit now. Pretty much like. King who's a fudge. Yeah, yeah whatever. <clears throat> And then there was General Stonewall Wolverine. I don't know the actor's name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his but, facial uh, hair, though. It's like oh, the, the Thalmus. I, I can't pronounce the name. Yeah, it, it was Thalmus something. He held like, the movie that together, like a, basically, though. Isn't that like a body organ? Thalmus? Well, yeah. <laughs> Thalmus, yeah. Yeah, his re- his character name was General Affair, I think. General Affair. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his real oh, name is Alphamus Rashala. Tony, I think you should uh, draw a face on your hat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if we're going to be looking at your forehead this whole time. <laughs> you look like one of those mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Put some big eyes on that I thing. do grow underground, so. <laughs> so this movie, then. Yep. Oof. It's, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we open on a map of the universe, um, which is yeah. a pretty cool map. We get some I Eric Idle sure. narration. Yeah, it's like an old school kind of here there be dragons kind of map. And Eric Idle's like, hey, here's our, here's your planet. And ours is way over here. And we're all morons. Yep. And I wanted to see, like, whatever that weird, like, it looked like a dinosaur just covered in eyes that was chilling in the corner by the planet. I wanted to see more of that thing. Well, I mean, um, you've based so much of your game system on this movie anyway, Joe. You might as well have an Inosaur. Mm-hmm. It says true. I haven't. I, I just haven't run into one. I mean, I also yeah. haven't played in 10 years or more. <laughs> um, all right. So we see the tiny planet Spango. And we mm-hmm. meet Emperor Todd immediately with the uh, the pratfall. He walks into a pipe. Um, and they're like, did we mention it? it's a planet full of idiots? So his guards walk into the pipe as well. And the guards uh, are the twins from Gremlins 2 and yep. Terminator yep, 2. Terminator 2. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, those two. And they love mutton chops. Yep. Um, and they love dying in every movie they're in, apparently. Yep. So, A couple of sharp uh, bean bags. We see uh, the their death ray that's going to blow up Earth. And um, they're, they're getting ready to fire it, and they're going to fire it at Earth's most vulnerable point, which is uh, Woodland Hills, California. Oh. And oh, by the way. particularly Terry Gar's ass. Oh. I mean, I, Go ahead, Brian. Uh, I just want to point out <laughs> that, like, for a planet full of idiots, they can make, they can uh, mess with interstellar travel. They can mess with giant Earth's 
shouting lasers and like all this other technology and shit like that. Like, and they're aware of themselves enough to know that, that they're dumb. So they can't be all that dumb. Yeah, they're weirdly not stupid for stupid people. Yeah. Like, I feel like at one time the planet was smarter. Yeah. And it, like, like the idiocracy thing has happened. Yeah. It's brought them down. Fair. Yeah, because like, I think... In, in, in idiocracy, they don't know they're dumb. They just know someone's really smart. <clears throat> but I kept thinking, like, I was waiting for the Planet Express to show up. Because it didn't help that this mm. thing looked like the Smelloscope. It did. <laughs> but yeah, if a, Professor like a, Farnsworth showed up, it would have fit right in. It's maybe like a common sense lack more than like a... Or like ha- gullible? <laughs> yeah, they're definitely gullible. So, John Lovitz, he sees Terry Gar, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna hit that. And mind you, this is this is about the most unsexy you can make Terry Gar. Like, she's really? in some sweatpants, she's got, like, straight-up mom hair. Yeah, and she's doing aerobics? She is, uh, uh, exercise? Uh, yeah, gyrating Like a grandma yeah. at first, I was but, like, yeah, I thought so too because the, the yeah. film is all grainy and like super eightiesy, even though it's yeah. like nineties. The baggy clothes and those like big eighties glasses and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, but John Lovitz is like, I gotta have that. Postpone blowing up the world. Let's yeah. get her. So now we meet our uh, protagonists, Marge and Dick Nelson, on a slideshow of their trip to to Mexico. And Dick Nelson is pretty much just a dick. He hates everything. He's I like <coughs> in in. Oh. Until the scene where he like abuses the dog, I'm like, this guy just seems super depressed. Like, <coughs> yes, something's well, he, not quite right. Well, I mean, you gotta imagine what's going on for him, right? His back hurts. He's got stomach issues. Mm. The FBI keeps taking his hard drives. He's got <laughs> issues. That's true. But also, like, apparently these the, these two are a couple that just routinely go on vacation without their children and then show them the slideshows when they get home yep. well he likes yeah, to go on vacation with other people's children <laughs> i got wow. that but so oh, God. that's yeah, a different slideshow he can't yeah. show the family and they have they have no problem leaving the daughter alone with her boy with her boyfriend yeah, yeah she's like 12 i mean it's, it's, dude from <laughs> it's blossom. the older brother she's okay yeah it's the older <laughs> brother from blossom he's He's not doing anything. Yeah. yeah, Blossom. But Bobby Budnick is just on his own. <laughs> that's 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 dude dude from from Different Strokes. The, the redhead redheaded kid from Different Strokes. Yeah, I saw that kid and I was like, I wouldn't want to bring this kid anywhere. I see why he stays home for vacation. And he's, well, uh, he, he's Eddie another... Furlong's friend and T. Yeah, another Terminator. Yeah, I was just gonna too. say. Yeah. So maybe this instead of a uh uh. Was it my stepmother? Is an alien. Maybe yeah, it's a Terminator maybe. Two uh, crossover. <coughs> all right, I've uh, inhaled some Mountain Dew. Oh, yep. You will now have me cough and hack for the rest. You're of gonna be uh, radioactive now. <laughs> I already am. Um, Speaking of uh, right. hacking and coughing, I think I need to crack these open now. Oh God! Uh, <coughs> it's early enough to interrupt. Uh, I just want to say, I got some Lay's flavor icon. Nashville hot chicken flavored potato chips and some kettle cooked New York style pizza from Grimaldi's. Now, okay. unfortunately, wait, wait, just just before you go any further, to clarify, did yeah. Will specify on the email he was paying to sponsor an episode where you talk about potato chips? Yes. Give it, give it up, Tony. Rob's not going to stop till he's done. Correct. I know, uh, but I can't let it go on. 
you know. Joe, I'm sorry you can't have these chips. They uh, feature bacon fat and Ooh. cooked chicken powder in the ingredients. Cooked hey, chicken well, powder. Yeah. Cooked chicken powder. That chicken was powdered before it was cooked. I will say, straight <laughs> off the bat, they do not smell good. They don't smell good? Oh. No, they don't. Oh. Um, they do taste like hot chicken, though. All right. Are you done? Those are good. Those are pretty good. I'll interject with the pizza ones once I open those. Please don't. Yeah. I will. <clears throat> so, you are now delaying the podcast and preventing me from getting any food because you want to talk about potato chips that only you can have. <laughs> All right. You are on an the su- asshole. Right. <clears throat> on the subject of Fat Chat, um, there is a Fat Chat file here where Dick is saying the pie is too rich. Unacceptable. What the yeah, hell is he real. talking about? Pie is too. It's pecan, pecan pie. pie. Yeah, it's pecan, it's pecan pie. pie. It's pretty much a sugar pie with nuts on top. Like, yeah, that's right. Come on, man. That's what I call all my girlfriends. Oh, fuck that too guy. Rich? Put some ice cream Sh- on Sugar there. pies with nuts on top. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So now Are they put in their nuts on you, or yes. <laughs> so then yeah. you see this guy being more more weird, like. Terry Gar's trying to, to get them smooches at bedtime. He ain't having that. He's having he's, Fritos. He goes right to bed. Yeah, he's having Fritos in bed. Um, this guy is, he's just living a sad life. He takes the car out in the morning to get the newspaper. Um, he packs one bag, and his wife packs like 30 bags. Um, women be shopping, yo. Yep. <laughs> uh you see his little son, Alan, shows up, gives him some stank eyes and skateboards off. And I'm like, I'm glad that's the last we're going to see of that kid in this movie, except for the very <laughs> end. And they start driving. So now, like, honestly, on... like, like if mom and dad weren't in the title, we wouldn't even need to see the kids, period. Yeah. Yeah, mm. correct. Like they could have just started with them at beginning the trip. Yeah. Um. So uh, back on Spango, they're like, deploy the Magneto beam. And this is a clear, like. It might as well just be subtitled to the viewers, like, turn brain off now. Mm. Um, and the magneto beam is just a giant electromagnet that pulls cars through space from across the galaxy. Yeah. Logic, the matter logic, logic never entered into my yeah. mind in any any realm of the viewing of this. Yeah. Yep. I could be alone, but I feel like the minute he beamed a pecan off the dog's head, I was like... Okay, I see where we're going. Just mm-hmm. shut right off. Um, but I appreciated that because this one, this movie is like, do not take this seriously. And it in no way ever again asks for you to take anything seriously. It doesn't <laughs> jump all. back and forth between like, oh, you're supposed to feel for these characters, even though we're doing all this ridiculous crap. No, it's just from this point on, you know, don't don't yeah. like. Get it, John, Dio, don't take it seriously. John Lovitz is your villain, so I mean, come on. So, no. honestly, the whole time I'm watching this thing, I'm like, mm-hmm. this feels like a mystery science theater skit. <laughs> it does. The whole mo- like, it could be. The, the effects, the acting, like, the whole setup, the humor just feels like that. Like, one of those skits they would do in between commercial breaks, like... That's what it felt like to me. It's like if they had to make make a skit last an hour and a half, <laughs> this is what you would get. Right. <laughs> um. So now they're just flying through space, 
And one thing I did not get and will point out, even though there's no bearing on the plot, Dick's like, that was my only bag that falls off the car. He put his bag in first. It should be right. on the bottom of the of like the 30 bag pile. How did his bag <laughs> fall off the top? Good question. Did you anyway. notice when the um so like when the ma- mag- magnetic beam first starts making their car go crazy that um the two people in the car were definitely not the actors. It was some guy in a like horrible Jeffrey Jones wig. <laughs> I did not notice that. Notice that. It stunt was driver. crazy. I tried to take a picture of it, but it, it didn't come come out very clear. Uh, yeah, so, stunt driver, I guess. Um, now the car is just flying through the solar system, and um. They're surprisingly okay with this. They have a little bit of a freak out. Then they start arguing over how best to take a picture of Saturn, um, whether or not to use the flash. And, uh, you know, back on Spango, we uh, prepare to for Marge's arrival. Todd practices the song he's going to serenade her with. Uh, he's wearing, like a kick and a ge- <laughs> he's wearing a kicking jester's outfit. Um, so, and- <clears throat> wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This is where he gets dressed, right? Uh, there are many scenes in this movie where he gets dressed. Uh, this I one, wanna, I want to give a shout out to uh, to to Emperor Todd for his for his wardrobe in his closet. Now they're they're trash. Don't get me wrong, but the pencil concept behind it, I appreciate. You know, mm-hmm. he he he, worry, he worries about how he looks. You know, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, Jeffrey Jones. First of all, Jeffrey Jones better watch out when he's flying around space because uh, Gamera is out there. And as we know, Gamera is friend to children, so... Okay. Second of all, <laughs> this is where we see John Lovitz getting into his outfit. Uh, um, shortly after this. Okay, I'm skipping to that part, because uh, all of a sudden I'm looking at John Lovitz's dick. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. Um, I didn't I ask did for it. That. No? How, oh. how could you not? How could you not? Looking at the corset where the scene is focusing? No. No. <laughs> Sorry, I you're, guess. You're wrong. I don't know. Look you're at wrong. that dick. <laughs> it's, that's pretty much what it was. Like I'm wearing these <laughs> stripy pants, showing off my, my cock and balls. Here it is. <laughs> Just for you. Check it out, General Stonewall Wolverine. <laughs> um. Oh, he constantly needs to be validated by General of Fear. Yeah. Um. Uh. I've had managers Who, like, like every time he's like, oh, on a scale of one to ten, how do I look? Daryl Fear's like, of course a ten. And then he, he gets his confidence. He's like, well, of course a ten, you fool. And See, that's what I'm saying. Him. Like, they're smarter than like the, 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 his, his general dude is yep. like smarter than, than us on this fucking planet. Like, so I, I don't. Yeah, the smart people just don't really have any real power. And, you know, they're <laughs> held back by idiots, apparently. Well, um. We Probably. should also mention around here that besides the, uh, I guess, quote-unquote idiots that live on this planet, it is populated by tiny bulldog men and fish women. God, I love mm-hmm. those. I love those bulldog men. I was laughing. Mm-hmm. laughing, just laughing. So, not just fish women. Women whose entire head is a fish. Yeah. And then presumably their body is another fishy horror show. Um, <laughs> but you never see that. Thankfully. Yeah. Sharon's arm has joined the podcast. Um, oh, God. So, uh, they arrive oh, on the right. from Talk about from... shit I don't want to see. <laughs> when you're done, can you say, oh, what a lovely tea party? Oh, sorry. Oh, what a lovely tea party. <laughs> Some romance on the podcast. Um, 
So they arrive on the magneto beam flying through some really questionable green screen effects of the station wagon whipping around in a canyon. Uh, and then they just slam into the magneto beam. It lowers them down. Armed guards come and take them away. They take Dick to the dungeons and they take Marge off to be uh, dressed to, um, you know, be presented to Emperor Spango. Yep. And uh, Marge, since it's a wedding, they think they're going to, you know, they're just going to be guests. Marge decides to bring the coffee pot as a gift. Um, and yeah. Was she bringing that as point, a gift or just to bring it? Well, I think because they found out they were going to a wedding. I, I assumed she was uh, going to bring it as a present. All right, I so, think that's accurate, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So, yeah, we see some dog people in the halls. Um, so, you know, Marge has to get her picture taken with them. Then we cut to, um, you know, when they're in their separate rooms, right? Dick's in his prison cell, and Marge uh, is getting prepared well, by all these fish people. Uh, one of them... Well, can I, can I just talk about the, the, the fish people first? Yes, of course. So they're repeating everything Marge says with a degree of vibrato. And uh, she's like, this is my, she's showing him pictures. She's like, this is my husband, Dick. And one of them's like, Dick! Yeah. I'm, I'm like, all right, a little egregious there. Um, but yeah, then uh, Dick is in his prison cell. And uh, what call it? Oh, actually, one more important plot point. Marge does meet um, Bois, one of the fish ladies who's married to Blatt, one of the dog people. And she gives Bois some relationship advice that she takes to heart. Now, then we come <clears throat> back to the jail cell. The dog people, mm -hmm. they're like bulldogs. And yep. by bulldogs, I mean, they're like little people with bulldog heads on mm -hmm. that you can very obviously see the zipper in the back of the head. Don't, 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 don't look close. Yeah. I mean, no, these I'll, were really I'll, well made. I'll accept I, I, the bulldog people way before the fish people. Fish people I, have entire fishes. For yes. Head. Yes. I mean, it's hard to not see because I've already seen John Lovitz's dick. Mm -hmm. So really, um, it's hard to unsee anything at this point. Like, and, and we haven't even started with the upskirts of uh, Jeffrey Jones. <sighs> no, we haven't. No. <laughs> We haven't. Um, no, but like, say what you will, but I, this, I think this was the bulk of their money because these, these face masks have a lot of uh, personality to them. They can blink, uh, the cheeks move, the mouth moves, the ears move, the flippers move. Like, they, they have a lot to them that make them look more like they're alive. They're clearly fake, yes, but they, they at least give the appearance of something that you know, seems more alive compared to some of these movies we've watched, which either have horrible CGI that looks like it's clearly not at all there or has practical effects that are like a static gross face that's stuck in one position and just, just lazy and dumb. So I give him credit for this. Yeah. I liked it. All right. Speaking of lazy, Jeffrey Jones is in prison where he belongs. Um, with a poop rat. With a poop rat. Yep. Well, what? this poop rat was like your favorite thing in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it, won't you? Uh, yeah, so it's the first thing I thought of when I saw it was it must be uh, Salacious B. Crumb's uh, brother that they kept in the attic, you know, and somehow made his way across the universe to be in John Lovitz's uh, prison. And he's, now, he's kind of funny, your... and then he just runs away. You never see him again. Well, I don't know about Will. runs away. Will, listen. Yeah. Do you have a book handy nearby? 
Not nearby. I was going to say, go put your book in the window. My chimichangas so that... are about to arrive, so. Okay. Go put your book in the window. And then you're done with us. By a light wrapped up like a deuce. <laughs> Another roller in the night. Yeah. By the way, these uh, pizza chips are banging. All right. Better, better than the hot chicken. Mm-hmm. So we're in the cell. The cell just kind of goes for a while. It's like a little labyrinth kind of cell here. And he meets Eric Idle chained to the wall playing labyrinth. King Graf. That's what they wish they were. Um, yeah. And they, uh, what you call it? They, yeah, they, he meets King Raff. King Raff's like, yo, open my pants. I have critical information for you. Imagine if it was King Ralph. King Ralph. Uh, <laughs> open Under my no pants. circumstances would I open his pants. And Jeffrey Jones is like, no, nah, no, I have used that move plenty of times myself. I ain't falling for that shit. Yeah. And sure enough, he was right. There was nothing of use in his pants. Um, That's but, yeah. <laughs> That's my problem, too. Um, yeah, so Eric Idle's in here. He's trying. He, um, you know, he's been, they've used like the brain siphon on him or whatever to suck away his intelligence. Um, the and brain he's, milker? Gr- brain milker, that's what it was called. And, uh, he gives a, uh, quest to, um, Dick Nelson to go find Cirque the White Bird. He's got to escape the palace and find his son. So, um, while that's happening, we cut to, um, Marge being presented before the court to uh, Emperor Spango. And oh my god, the costumes here. The costumes. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. It's the be- the closest thing I could describe it to is like Flash Gordon. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty close to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I assume it's probably based a lot off of Flash Gordon, right? Like the mm-hmm. style, maybe? Yeah, the style is very Flash Gordon. Or like those, at least those old, like, mm-hmm. sci-fi serials. Yeah, I um, would think so. So... I thought, like, there was a lot of creativity on display in this room. I liked it, but the costumes are a little little on the low-budget side. Especially Emperor Todd's, like, Napoleon kind of costume he walks in with. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's got his, his Todd choir, and uh, he shows up, presents himself to Marge. Um, Marge, like, talks about how tiny his planet is and how cute it is, so I get Spango all good and mad. And he looks like, like at any moment they should be interrupted by Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. For real. I mean, like we're or, or the Grinch. Yep. Like so, it looks like Whoville. Like, so um, I, do, I do like like how Marge calls him out after a minute. She's like, "Are you really insecure?" Calls him right the fuck out. Um. So In, she's insecure. About, like, person talk this loudly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They will. Um. She's like, I can't marry you. You know, I'm married to Dick, and she's like. Is his name, I mean, he's like, is his name Dick Earth? I don't think so. You know, I'm, I'm better than him. Um, you're going to marry me and that's it. And basically, like, sends her off. Um, and then he's like, I'm going to go uh, talk to your husband and uh, hook him up to the mind milker. Um, so she does. And uh, she call it. Oh, I mean, he, he goes off to do that. Marge gets put aside in another room where she's guarded by one of these bulldog people. And this is Blatt. Wah's husband, and um, she talks with Blatt for a while and ultimately is able to use a, uh, a speech check to just get him to let her go. Well, uh, yeah, speech check, but also offer hug, like, hey, put, yeah. your, put your dog head right in my boobies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I gotta go get my wife right now. I'm gonna have some hot dog-on-fish sex. Like, okay. I, I appreciate Marge, because, like, because uh, she... She sees in people 
the things that like she like she wants to be a helper to people. Yeah, and I appreciate that, Marge. You know, like 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 she 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 sees that they're having problems. She's like, you know, I'll talk to him for you if, if I ever meet him. She don't know know them from a hole in the wall. She's yeah. like, you know, like. Uh, you just need someone to talk to. Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes I bet she wants someone to talk to about her about her shitty ass husband. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote <laughs> in my notes that they needed they need counseling. Yeah. yeah, she she's just a nice midwestern woman. So you know, <laughs> yeah, midwestern, midwestern woman from California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So Marge goes wandering off, um, and now Dick is uh, being hooked up to the mind milker by Wallace Shawn. Yes, Dick is um, hooked who- to the milker. Mm-hmm. Wallace Shawn's rocking some awesome hair here, and um, he uh, he's reading Dick's thoughts after he electrocutes him with some questionable special effects. And uh, oh, they're not questionable; they're terrible. Yeah, inside Dick's mind is a sad, sad place, as we suspected. He's just worried about like, did he leave the fireplace on? He's worried about Marge. He's worried about the kids. His back hurts. He just. Okay. Bunch of reruns of Webster. Yeah, nothing fun is going on in his head. And it makes, it's so sad that it overwhelms Wallace Shawn with sadness. And he just collapses into a heap, just going, Marge, Marge, Marge. Well, I do like that, like, like right off the bat, half of his thoughts are also like, I'm just going to punch this dude in the face. I'm going to, like, pop his head off and kick it across the room. Mm-hmm. Well, that happens like, after this. Because uh, like, at, at first, it's it's him getting berated by by, by uh, all the, the, the shit had gone on in his life. But, like, there's a moment once once he asks, like, where, where Marge is, he's like, where's my wife? I miss my wife. I had to save my wife. And then his whole demeanor changes. All the images mm-hmm. go from him, him being, being, like, beat on to him beating ass. He rips off fucking dude's head, kicks it across the car. It's fucking hilarious. When I was a kid, for some reason, that decapitation always bothered me. I don't know why. Even though I watched tons of people get their heads cut off, I don't know why that one always, like, weirded me out. Um, uh, especially because it wasn't even real. It was just in his imagination. I don't know. But I, it just did. Were you in I, ISIS I or something? What, what? What? Where did you see all these decapitations? I watched a lot of R-rated movies when I was a kid. Oh, in the movies, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was the '80s, um, so it was a lot of PG-13 yeah. movies too. <laughs> like, yeah, um, or PG movies for that matter. Just a lot yeah, of movies. Like, Just a lot of movies. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the majority of the movies I've seen in my life were probably watched uh, in the '80s. But anyway, um, so uh, now Todd's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna destroy your planet, um, and I'm gonna have Wallace Shawn here give you this syringe full of green shit, and you're gonna die. I'm out. I'm gonna go bang your wife." Like, the whole thing is I'm, I'm waiting. Like, so I'm watching this scene, and I'm waiting. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for him to suddenly, like, break out of the, like, of the, the drug or whatever he's on. Mm-hmm. Like, break out of the machine. Because I'm like, okay, so this is the part where he's going to realize how much he loves and misses his wife. He's going to overcome, you know, whatever's going on in his brain. And he's going to stop being a sad sack of shit and, like, just... Just break through and kick everybody's ass and become the hero of the movie. But Rob, his back hurts. Yes, I know his back hurts. <laughs> his back hurts not- from carrying his computers out to the dumpster. He's uh, not ready to ascend to uh, heroic levels yet. Um, so um, Wallace Shawn is just too sad. He he misses his lover 
too much. Um, so he decides instead of killing Dick, he's going to set him free and give him his uniform um, so he could seamlessly blend in with the destroyer guard, which works, of course. Um, but it is just a classic fat man in a little coat before yeah, fat man in a little coat was a thing. It's fucking Wallace Shawn. Like, who the hell besides, like, a 12-year-old is going to fit that costume? Mm-hmm. So, um, this game, this is, like, a very early low-level area in a Fallout game in your character that started maxed on the speech skill. Because he just, he runs into a patrol of guards, and he's just answering their question with whatever pops in his head. And they accept it all. I don't think he's maxed out on his skill. I think they're just failing their roles critically. Well, they're, yeah. they're, the, the difficulty is super low. Um, so got yeah, he's just two. Yeah, he's just like, um, I don't know. I'm going the North Sector. I ordered a new uniform. That's why mine doesn't fit. Uh, let me go. And they're like, okay. And um, General Afir, though, who's, again, the only person that we've met so far that's on point at all, sees him and is like, that's Earth Dick. And they start firing with their very phallic-shaped lasers that fire... They fire the wave beam, which, like, true to any video game, the wave beam always sucks um, and can't hit shit. Uh, so, well, it's not like a straight laser beam either. It's like wavy. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the wave beam. It never, it never hits anything. Um, so he he has to do like a Star Wars moment where he's trapped between stormtroopers to the left of him, stormtroopers to the right. So he's got to jump in the sewer pipe. Um, and here's where we meet. Blub blub, a uh, adorable looking mushroom that Becca immediately fell in love with. And it comes hopping over, looking cute. Um, and of course, you're like, well, this can't be true. And uh, it opens up its entire head with its Canadian ass mouth and has like a second mouth <laughs> that comes launching out of there. <laughs> it's got a South Park Canadian head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Dick is being chased by a bunch of killer mushrooms. Um, and he jumps onto, like, he jumps out of a tunnel onto, like, part of a ladder that's just hanging over, like, a bunch of sewer tunnels emptying into a cistern. And here's where I empathized with him, because he has to do a pull-up, and <laughs> that shit ain't happening. Like, nope. I, I, at this I'll point, just I just die. Yeah. I just, <laughs> so, you know what the, over. the saddest thing is? What's that? And I, I was reminded of this as I was watching this movie. When I worked at the library, mm-hmm. you guys, three out of the four of you should remember those days. They had a bathroom in the library where the stalls had like this bar across the top. And while I was working, I used to just because it was a library and it was boring. I used to go in there and do pull ups mm-hmm. like during my shift. And to think of doing that now, I get winded just thinking about yeah. it so it just it just makes me so sad every time <laughs> like, well when you're questioning like will i be able to make the leap up to the pull-up bar let <laughs> yeah. alone pull myself yeah. up like, could i even extend my arms that far over my head like even if i didn't even if i didn't have to like leap like i will say i've lost a bunch of weight so maybe now i can do one this guy maybe this skinny bitch over here <laughs> but like but i'm like at one point uh, Margs yells yells uh, Dick's name. She's like, "Oh, she's, Dick!" She's and, being chased <laughs> by some guards. And like, and, he might have the strength to pull himself up. Me, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, "I'm sorry, you're dead." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, if that was your girl, you'd find the strength. Oh, uh, and Rob, you can't blame him. He's been cut off from diabetes for too long now. Just... Yeah. Oh, is that the problem? I missed that turtle. 
COVID. My snack game hasn't been the same. Um, but I will also say, it's at this point in my notes, I'm like, how is this a better Super Mario Brothers movie than the Super Mario Brothers movie? Because <laughs> that God. is not a high oh, uh, bar to exceed. Yeah, exactly. No, but like, that's God like, damn. That's like a bathroom stall bar. That's yeah. like right at, right at arm length. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, like, you could fall over that bar. Like, you could totally fail as a movie and still make it over that bar. Brian, Brian, what's going on with your camera? Brian, what's going on with your camera? My camera? Does this happen for anybody else? No. No. Oh, it's so bizarre. It's like, so it's, it's like going to like letterbox and then going to like TV aspects. Like, boop, 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 boop. It's on you. Okay, that's weird. It's not doing it for anybody else. Just Brian's. All right. Okay. All right. Jimmy Chongo was great. Did you finish that whole thing already? Yeah, he destroyed it. I'm gonna uh, make some of those little mushrooms later. Yeah, you got it in your beans. beard there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's just the sun. Uh, that is not the sun. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that is. You do have stuff in your beard. Yeah, yeah you do. Okay, so might be queso. So, um, Dick is terrible at stealth. Um, Marge gets chased into a room where she runs into Todd and a fear. There's and one thing then, I learned in my life. It's it's that Dick is terrible at stealth. Yeah. So he immediately after climbing through like a grate from the sewer is just like, hey, everybody, I'm here. And so like he doesn't have a weapon or anything. And Todd's just like, give me the laser gun. I'm going to kill this man. <laughs> so Marge hits him with the seduction. Again, not a hard feat to accomplish. Um, and then, you know, grabs the laser so that it, uh, you know, he doesn't shoot Dick. He shoots the ground near Dick, which blasts him out a window. Well, luckily, Jeffrey Jones is immune to fall damage. Uh, yeah, as he just more fell most out pedophiles this, are. Yeah, he fell out this huge tower and just crashed through a window into a pile of who knows what. And apparently that broke his fall. So um, he, uh, he goes. It's just a fucking cartoon. So, yep. He goes and he gets in this silly looking ship while a bunch of uh, destroyer guards shoot at him. They kill one of their own guys with friendly fire and that elicits a Wilhelm scream. Yo, that shit had me rolling. I'm sorry. That, that, <laughs> that was funny as fuck to me. <laughs> um, when he shoots the guy so and he just shrugs? Well, yeah. They're all like, whoops. Oh, so, um, so now he's flying out of the palace on this, this strange craft thing here. So Todd's like, fire the uh, missile nipple launchers. Um, and this, it made me think of, what was it, Terranzor Z or whatever that one, Transor Z, whatever that anime where the, the princess's giant robot only had missile boobs. That was its only armament. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what? <laughs> there, it, this exists. It was in the 80s. It was like Voltron, but well, it was like ours or something. Believe you, absolutely. Yeah. That's just, damn. And... Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they get this like burly guy who gets these weird ass goggles that like let him see through the nipple missile tubes and they fire these missiles that have like old school looking sea mines on them. And, uh, Dick, uh, is able to eject right before they hit his craft, but everyone thinks he's dead. So. I like here John Lovitz doing his little dance and everybody's like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they take her away, and he's just like, I'm going to start dancing again. Like, come on, guys, let's dance. <laughs> they have a little dance party in celebration. Yeah. Uh, so Marge is going to marry Todd tomorrow. That's just it. And he's going to blow the planet up. Because um, he's evil. So now Dick 
is in the desert and he just gives up on life. He's like, fuck it. My my condom ejector seat did not save me. Um, I'm going to walk for a little while, fall in the sands uh, and just give up. And then he is spurned on by a ghostly image of his wife, Marge. Full in full like Marge on Earth gear with like the cat sweater and the fanny pack, which is uh, par- crazy to me. The parasailing, yeah, because she's she's already been like he's seen her now in her uh, what planet uh, Spango Spango outfit, mm-hmm. which is way hotter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got you know she's got her glasses off, her hair's down, well up in a different way. Mm-hmm. And she's got the, you know, she's got the goods kind of on display a little bit. And so why why is he picturing this? He's picturing the woman he loves the way he loves her. What he did know? not That's he right. did not fall in love with her in a cat sweater. Uh, this <laughs> sad sack, I think he might have. Mm. All right. Or even if he didn't fall in love mm. with her, then like that's she was selling right. Girl Scout cookies. I understand. He, he's a he's a creature yeah. of. Of habit of what yeah. he's used to, and so yeah. he, he like does not change. want his routine to change. Yeah, yeah, he does not like change at all. That's so, fair. That's fair. You've won me over. All right. So the um, should we call it like Todd? I mean, not Todd. Dick is now captured by a bunch of giant bird people. Yeah, and right away. Um, yep. uh, I'm going to say this it. a little low because my wife is in the house somewhere. Uh, oh no, she's right behind the door. Doritos. I. <laughs> How are those so tips? How are those tips? I saw I saw the name in the credits and uh yeah. I recognized those tits right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you could tell there was a look of dull surprise under that bird mask. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that bird is unusually hot. <laughs> What's so, happening here? She's a smashing bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he wins the bird people over, right? They have him tied to to like a giant axe and they're pointing spears at him. And he's like I met your father. I met King Raph. Uh, he gave me something. And they're like, oh, yeah? Where is it? And he's like, open my pants. They're like, he does know father. <laughs> Which, um, by the way, is this kid the, the the son? Is that Sean William Scott's father or something? Like, what Sir the hell? does look like a more handsome <laughs> Sean William Scott. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> thought it was him for a second. I'm like, what? And we should mention so, the other bird is Kathy Ireland. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. So poo-poo this movie all you want, but I love the fucking, the whole rebel camp scenes, everything about these people. I love. I um, mean, okay. So they're like, they they dress as giant birds and he's immediately like, are there birds this big on your planet? And they're like, no. And they're like, so who are you fooling? And they're all just like, uh, let's take off the bird masks. It, it's the Beast Wars principle. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That's like if that's like if I tried to put on some Oshkosh Bagash and hide amongst my prey. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we get it, Rob. We get the it. Pedophile. We know. <laughs> um, oh, and guess what? For the rest of the movie, he ain't wearing pants. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Um, he. They found him a shirt. They found him a loincloth. Adios, pantalones. It's so. It's so close to being offset by the fact that Kathy Ireland is also in a loincloth for the rest of this mm-hmm. movie. Almost. Mm-hmm. Almost offset. So, but there are a couple of buffalo shots that are unforgivable. <laughs> the part the part where he storms the giant laser at the end is is pretty damn egregious. But anyway, so uh, Kathy Ireland is acting at full Kathy Ireland like just, mwah, just 
No emoting to any delivery at all. Sick face never changes. So perfect. But like, um, if you compare it to say Alien from L.A., it's actually not uh-huh. that bad. <laughs> I, 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 felt, I felt like this was intentional for this movie. Oh yeah, she's supposed oh, to be yeah. dumb as fuck. When, <laughs> when her name when her name popped up in the credits, I, was, I told Becca, "I'm like, that is perfect casting. You'll see when she shows up." <laughs> Intention. Uh, yeah, like, thing. yeah, we're supposed to believe all these people are idiots, but like, it's not till we get to this, you know, group that's living out in the desert where I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, these people are dumb. Yeah. They just exude stupid. And I love the like, they're they're ready. You know, they they check the map that was given to them, and it's just a map of their dad's cell. It's useless. So they're like, fuck it, we'll just give up. And then, you know, Jeffrey Jones is like, uh uh-uh, you ain't giving up. You know, he does his inspirational speech. He's like, my wife's in there. We're going to go get her. And they're all like, yeah, and they go storming off. And then they just start running there. He's like, do you think we should uh, prepare first? So he comes up with a plan. And uh, we don't see what the plan is yet, but it's it's an appropriate plan for the intelligence level of his adversary. And now we get to see the uh, the arsenal that these rebels have available to them to fight yeah. uh, the destroyer guard. Uh, so they have like laser weapons, but apparently none of them know how they work. So they don't even attempt to use them. But they have um, a rock. Then you see rock. That's important. You get an instruction of how to use the rock effectively as a weapon. <laughs> Just knocks this poor guy out. <laughs> The, the yelling of vavoom as you throw it is important. Um, and then you see the light grenade, the most devastating weapons ever. So this movie is just a string of, like, repurposed Polish jokes, right? More or less. <laughs> That's basically what we're dealing basically, with here. Yeah. So the light grenade, you pull the pin and you set it down. And then if anybody picks it up, they're immediately vaporized. So Dick's like, well, that's stupid. Who would ever pick it up? And he's like, ah, they thought of that. And it says on it, pick me up. (laughs) And this weapon proves to be terrifyingly effective. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) So Uh, stupid. All right. So it hurts. (laughs) Um, Now, Todd, uh, we see him blowing up Earth, but it's only a model. And he's like stepping on the flaming uh, remains of model Earth. And, um, you know, he's like, all right, we're going to do it for real tomorrow. And then he evilly laughs and makes everybody else do an evil laugh. Um, so, oh, so now Dick, meanwhile, is at the fe- the pre-battle feast, and he gets the first bite of um, spiced lub-lub, one of those mushroom creatures. And here's where Dick is like, you know what? I should open my mind to some new experiences. Let's eat this fucking lub-lub toe, whatever. It's covered in KY jelly. It's leaving streaks. From my Baby face the love love. Yeah. And then they're like, let's dance, which you probably don't want to do after you just ate a greasy ass love love. But um, he's like, I can't dance. I don't dance. It's like, fuck it. Whatever. I'm going to try to dance. I'm opening. You know, I'm doing new things. Let's bring on some changes. Well, I mean, so, it's also spurred on by the fact that Kathy Ireland is like, hey, yeah, uh, there's some... dancing for you. You have to. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's all super hot girls yeah dancing. there's some hellacious titties being shook about like this dance. a lot of hot girls i'm yeah. like this this is how 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 you realize what marketing does to people because like <laughs> adult brian now you know looks at this and i'm like kathy Allen is not the hottest person in this movie teenage brian 
was like, Kathy Allen's the hottest person in this movie. <laughs> but that's because she was marketed that way in the, in, in the 90s. It's like Frosted Mini Meats. Um, uh, it's also that idea that, like, throughout this whole planet, there's, what, two fat people? Like, yeah, and they're no, twins. No, the, the twins <laughs> yeah. are two. And then oh, the yeah, and then, yeah, yeah and there's, there's a few. Although, there's the there twins, was that... and then there's uh, uh, John Lovis. That's about it. There was that bulldog of a woman in charge of that guard patrol that he outwits. Mm. But to um, be fair, Kathy Ireland is still really hot. Yeah, she's top tier, at least in this movie. So, um, yeah. So now, um, what are we, what are we doing here? Okay, so now we um, we cut to the next morning where Todd is getting dressed again, and he's totally bald, and you're just like fucking a, a, a freshly shorn, no, no eyebrows, eyebrows, no oh. beard. He's also John oddly, like weirdly orange in this scene. Yeah, he is looks, it just yeah. me or like? No, that yeah. He, he looks like a synthetic human. Like and... they, had, they had a match instead of matching his his skull cap to his his complexion, they match his complexion to a skull cap. <laughs> I think so. And he's like he's trying on different facial hair, and like he gets out his Rasputin beard and all that. And then I was jealous here. I was yeah. like, yo, I want the setup. Like, I want to have uh, different wigs and shit that I could put right. on. You I want to have like a whole fucking... Yeah, you could have that. Go, yeah. go to Sally's, get a few styrofoam heads, buy a lazy Susan, Tony and I get some wigs. Tony, I'll, I'll tell you whether we like the mutton chops or the beard better. Yeah. So <laughs> they, this scene... they can be your little twin soldiers. Yeah. I love and this scene. I'm bound to shoot myself in the head any day now. Yeah. So. <laughs> so fucking, he's like, all right, he's sitting there with like a bulldog guy, and then he's like, do I want like he settled on the Elvis hair. He's like, do I want the, the goatee or the mutton chops? And he's like showing them to the guards. Guards like, yeah, mutton chops. He's like, nah, you know, I think I like the goatee. Shoot yourself in the head. And the guard's like, really? And he's like, do it now. So the guard shoots himself in the head. And he asks the other guard. The guard thinks about it for a while. You see the gears grinding and he's like, I like the mutton chops. <laughs> Without prompting shoots himself in the head because he knows it's the wrong answer i will say this is again the kind of the problem i have with this where i'm like is that because he's stupid and didn't think ahead to oh yeah that's the wrong answer i know that or was that a tactical my twin brother is now dead this is my chance to get out of this shit <laughs> I'm that's a good question hmm. yeah i don't know if he even thought about it that hard it's possible he didn't. Like he just said what was on his mind and then realized it was the wrong answer. Um, so he's like, you know what, though? They do have a point. I'm going with the mutton chops. And his the fucking dog guy, like, does a face palm. And now he goes off to see Marge. Um, and he, uh, he sends General Fear to give her a love potion. And then um, General Fear's like, all right, check it out. You got to pretend that you love Todd, that this love potion worked. <clears throat> it's only water. And then we're going to search for your husband. I don't think he's actually dead. Um, but then Todd walks in at this point and he's like, you traitorous bitch. And he um, injects uh -huh. a fear with the love potion as well as Marge. So both of them have to pretend to be in love with Todd. And a fear is sentenced to be placed into death ray. Um, while Todd uh, just lays the grossest fucking makeouts. Oh my um, God. So awful. On Mar it is terrible to watch. Uh -huh. You know what's funny though? But What's that? There's more emotion in that shitty ass makeout than when Marge and Dick kiss at any other point in the movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, true. It, However, it, it, it appears that neither one of them want to be in be doing that 
at any point yeah. in the movie. Correct. We know, Rob. No. She's not the right age or gender. Oh, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about I don't know his gender politics as mm. you know, age, but no, like so. Literally, this kiss <laughs> is Terry Gar is holding her mouth open, and John Lovitz is just like um, licking her face. She has also recoiled as far away as she can that being tied up allows her to do. Correct. He is giving her a rim job on her mouth somehow. <laughs> yeah. His <laughs> tongue is doing like like a helicopter slash windmill kind of motion. So I once got set up uh, on a blind date with uh, a co-worker's, a co-worker's friend from, from, from a different job, right? And uh, so we go out and like, Things are weird, but, you know, they're okay enough, whatever. And so, at one point, we're like, we, we're going over, over over to the beach. We're sitting over there. And we're talking, whatever. And, like, we start making out, whatever. Oh. And, like, literally, she did to me what John Lovitz did. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Awkward shit. Oh. She put her entire mouth over my, like, over my whole, oh. over my lips. Oh. It, was, it was the weirdest thing. trying to eat your face. Yeah. And, like, and you know, this, this this was a few years ago. Like, she's like five years older than me. So I'm like, you're a, you're, you're a grown, grown person. You're in your 40s. Like, you should never do something like that. Like, what is wrong with you? Right, that, <laughs> lack of you experience, know. man. Lack of yeah. experience, I guess. At that point, oh you realize God. why she was still single. Yep. Oh, well, there's another reason why she's using she's not uh, Man, right. it was so awkward. need some help, I guess. So Todd walks away. So proud of himself, and he walks in like the wrong direction. And it's his his little this John Lovett's walk is great as he as he walks away, and he sends out the death cart to go take care of the uh, resistance in the desert. And the death cart is this weird like ice pirates looking vehicle with all these like Disney teacup looking trailers on it. Dude, full this of destroyer was left drives. over from the Flintstones movie. Mm-hmm. It looks like Flintstones meets Mad Max. Wait, like, when did the Flintstones <laughs> yeah. movie come out? That was like 94 or something, wasn't yeah, it? So maybe Flintstones movie was left over from this? Yeah, yeah. if their feet were down pushing this, it would be a Flintstones. All right, so the, the army shows up to the, the resistance camp, starts lazily ransacking it, when uh, one of the officers huh. notices that the Earthman has a light grenade for a head. Well, and the captain's because, like, what? Because his, because his sleeping bag is labeled with a sign that says Earthman sleeping spot. Yep. So he picks up the light grenade and immediately vanishes. So the captain's like, all right, everyone, check it out. There's a light grenade over here. Be careful. Where? Where is yeah. it? I can't right see here. it. Right here. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it up. Picks it up uh, and disintegrates. All right, so we cut back to this later in the movie, and now there's only, like, two guys left. And uh, one of them sends the other one in and calls for backup as the light grenade has decimated <laughs> This entire force. <laughs> so the uh, you can see now all, all the the rebels have uh, deployed their secret weapon, a Trojan Todd, and uh, it's this big ass wooden Todd statue that they put outside the palace. And meanwhile, Todd is getting ready to marry Marge. Um, his choir is killing it with their Todd 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 song. Um, yeah, and- honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at, at Todd's outfit for the scene. I'm not. Oh, his I'm outfit's on point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I like I like Marge's wedding dress with all the googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Todd's she, got like the... Go ahead. 
Uh, it's just she kind of looks like uh, the queen from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, but with googly and eyes. Todd's got a kind of like a like an Indigo Montoya kind of going on with he's got the, the thin mustache and he's got the long hair. Um, you know, he's trying to look dashing. And the ceremony's interrupted with the, you know, the announcement of a giant statue. And Todd's like, all right, well, we got to go look at that. So he goes outside and he's just like, you idiots. And he's slapping everybody. He's like, this doesn't look like me. My face isn't that fat. Fucking bring it inside. Bring it inside. I want everyone to see how much it doesn't look like me. I also want to point out just real quick. His mm-hmm. like, I need to go check this out. <laughs> just goes running straight into the door. Yep. <laughs> And I love the third guard that's just standing there the whole time looking like an idiot. <laughs> and, like, Todd pauses for a second and decides that guy needs to be slapped, too. And, like, it's hard to explain why these are funny, but, like, like just John Lovitz is killing it. And, you know, he really is. Teams. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, like agree or disagree with the writing, but you can't fault. Like, John Lovitz is, is making this work. Yeah. Um, so the, um, so now they bring in the statue just straight into the wedding chamber and everyone's like, just fucking around. Like everyone's on the floor, just doing random shit. And Todd's <laughs> like, all right, wedding's back on. And he's talking about how stupid the statue looks. And I love this, this little scene of like, um, Nick's like, all right, is the hatch ready. And Cirque's like, whatever this guy is over here, Mark Lar <laughs> over here has sealed the hatch so that no one may ever open it. And the dude just looks so proud of himself. <laughs> yeah. Dick's like, God damn it. <laughs> so now the statue's like shaking and gyrating. The head falls off and rolls towards the, um, you know, the wedding ceremony. And Dick pops out of the head with a shield, but not a sword. <laughs> 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 and uh, he fucking like, like Todd's like, kill him. And does the classic like deploy the goons take the woman and escape to your other lair, you know, stage of the, the final showdown with the villain. And, um, Dick goes like crowd surfing on these destroyer guards and the, uh, you know, the rest of the rebels come out, yell vaboom and throw their rocks. And then it's a fight. And, uh, we get a pretty half-assed, you know, melee battle. Um, and then it spills out through the, the, um, rest of the palace where Kathy Ireland's just whipping things asses. And um, then that's she sees own. Wallace Shawn and, you know, that's, that's her love. And that That's the love that Wallace Shawn lost. So they run towards each other and uh, Wallace Shawn jumps into her arms. And I forgot how tiny Wallace Shawn is. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah Kathy Ireland's got she's like not a big foot on him. Yeah. Kathy Ireland's not big either. Well, that's I mean, why I was saying when they swapped clothes with Jeffrey Jones, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Hey, he just swings her around. I mean, she swings him around. Uh, it's a they cute start, Yeah, they start making out, so yeah. good for him. My wife right. has compass. Why, um, I mean, Rob is now green. Am I the only one seeing that? Yep. Like, yep. he looks like he's deployed night vision. <laughs> no, um, people's Skype are fucking you. up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. <laughs> Joe's watching his Paris Hilton video of me. I'm gonna start blowing some dude in a hotel now. One night in Rob. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't make it through that. Vi- I couldn't make it far in that video. That one was boring porn. Anyway, um, all right, Jonas, thanks so, for porn reviews. I mean, that, that's a that's a free review for you there, Will. That's that's two you paid for now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So also, just to clarify, is that the other person that? Uh, 
You just came into your house? Is that some dude for you to blow? Is that No, I'm pretty sure Sharon's friend Kim is here. Uh, talk him. So, I, talk, I talk him. Yeah, I think um, so. So now, uh, I like that the movie makes up its own time unit to explain the inconsistency with the 100 seconds. But, like, Todd activates the death ray, and you see Afir is, like, in the middle of it, and he's like, in 100 Spango seconds, Earth will be destroyed. What's a Spango second? As long as the movie needs it to be correct yep. uh, for this countdown. So now Dick, like he can't make it in the room before the door closes. So he goes and climbs on the outside of the dome and he comes in just straddling this laser in a loincloth. <sighs> yeah, this real not good upskirt of Jeffrey yeah, Jones. Yeah, you really get some, you, you get the shape of the balls and I do and not I'm gonna appreciate s- that. Say that's what freezes everyone. Well, like Jeffrey Jones does, uh, like a uh, you know his little speech and that zip lines in there. Everyone saw that and was like, oh. So now he's engaged in combat with um with Emperor Todd, and uh, this is the fucking best sword fight ever. Once really <laughs> once is. he gets once he gets his sword out and like there's the the heroic music build up and they're about to start swinging their swords at each other and they can't even get their swords to hit and they're just. Like the same overhead, like flail slash, and like it Todd's is, just going like don't, don't, don't. It is nice that it's not like choreographed. That it's genuinely like here's two people that have never picked up a sword before, <laughs> and they're just they, gonna fight. Their swords cling together, and like they're both their hands hurt. <laughs> they have to take a break in the middle of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> which Todd uses to try to get a cheap shot. He disarms Dick, but then Dick punches him and they both fall down the stairs. Um, when Todd sees what I thought was the actual death ray, it's just a little tiny, like miniature version of the death ray. Is that ray. the one he's been using for like the, the practice run? Yeah, I, I yeah. think so. So he's shooting that at Dick, but then Marge again lays on the seduction and, um, you know, that distracts Todd long enough for uh, Dick to hit him with the old steam pipe. And punch the shit out of him. And he falls in the hatch and they kick him down the hatch. And uh, John Lovitz is off, uh, you know, with the Lub Lubs now getting eaten. Um, cut back to uh, to Dick and to, to Marge. They're doing some little makeouts. And then a fear's like, the death ray! <laughs> Save he's me. still like about to get killed by it. Stonewalling. So, yep. Dick makes his fucking like leaping save to turn the death ray off. And it sputters and farts and uh my ass can make a more impressive noise than this weapon um and like the day is saved so now it's time to go home they're still in the same clothes like like prince about to play basketball they're like they're still wearing the same outfits that they fought a battle in (laughs) they couldn't give jeffrey jones pants or i guess at this point he's like fuck it i'm done with pants Mm -hmm. i'm changing everything now he saw beastmaster yeah (laughs) he's like i don't need that um and, uh, you know, Eric Idle's back in charge and, you know, everyone's there and they say goodbye and they're reverse Magneto beamed home. And I thought were, it would be funny if they just crashed into the, the ground. Yeah. Like, nose first. <laughs> I was kind of uh, hoping. Yeah. The car just lands back on the highway and they're like, all right, well, let's go home. They come home. The car's pretty much on fire. They show the slideshow of them like with dog people and by Saturn and their kids are like, you did all this in Santa Barbara. And it looks cheesy enough that it is totally believable that that could have just happened 
at a hotel in Santa Barbara. That's one and, thing about uh, having like a film camera. Like mm-hmm. you take the pictures. You don't know what the fuck's gonna be on them. Like you- yeah. <laughs> so um, afterwards, they're up on the roof, and then the camera pans away before they uh, do some some other makeouts. But it, I think boinka. the last words in the movie are her just going, "Oh, Earth, Dick." Yep. Yeah. And it's over. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, Tony, what does whatever site we currently use to find ratings say about this thing? You mean RottenTomatoes.com? Sure. Well, RottenTomatoes.com, so that RottenTomatoes.com. Uh, no, uh, critics <laughs> gave this a whopping score of 9%. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Audience gave this a score of 43%. Oh, wow. That's their thoughts and opinions. What about you and yours, Rob? Oh, my God. I I don't know if I can be first, because I don't know. I feel like I need to feel the rest of the room as to whether or not I make an actual recommendation or not. All right, Brian. I can tell you. (laughs) Okay. All right. So... I am a bit torn because this movie is god-awful. Yeah. It is atrocious. But there are some moments in the movie where I legit laughed hard. Like, there are some 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 points in the movie where, like, I was legit entertained. So, like, it's it's not like some of our usual failures where, like, the whole movie is just bullshit and I'm mad the whole time. I was mad at first, and then like, I would laugh, laugh hard for a minute, and I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I'd, I'd be mad again, and I'd laugh again. So, like... <laughs> I, I get the 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 forty the forty three percent whatever from from fans. I get why it's so much higher than the, than the critics. Um, this might this might get a D for me, like a, a you know like a a solid Earth D. <laughs> but uh, watch watch some parts on YouTube. You don't need to watch the whole movie. Like you don't you don't need the whole thing. Um, there's a, a, a couple scenes you, you probably should watch, like, uh, the, 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 the camp, the, the, uh, rebel camp scene and, like, a couple pratfalls here and there. Um, John Lovitz has a bunch of, like, moments where, like, he is, the, he is, he is the whole scene. Some of those are, are pretty funny, but other than that, it's a little bit long. The movie's a little bit long, um, for what, for what they actually gave us. They could have cut out a half hour worth and still been the same movie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'll give it a, a D. So that's a, that's barely above failing. Okay. Uh, Will. Yeah, I'm probably around the same, the same uh, level as Brian. Like, I'm, I know I was messaging you guys during it saying I was laughing, but like, uh, you know, it's just more for the absurdity than any of the like fact that they were trying to land a joke or anything like that. Like the, the dog people costumes had me laughing just cause it's like all of a sudden you're watching a movie with, you know, all human actors and all of a sudden there's fucking midgets and dog people costumes. Um, yeah, I like would never really, I don't think I could ever really recommend someone watch this or ever see myself watching it, watching it again. Um, I was thinking of like a comparable movie that I would recommend and I would, I was kind of thinking um, like Spaceballs. I would say like if you want to see something that's, uh, you know, intergalactic comedy slapstick parody of, of things, just check out Spaceballs instead. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say probably a, a D, uh, entertaining, but not like worth your time really. All right, uh, Joe. I, I, I don't, I don't know like what. This movie somehow is able to, in the the very beginning, let me know that it's okay to just turn my brain off, which is very difficult for me to do. And I have a lot of fun with this movie. Um, it's 
a terrible movie, but it is really fun. Um, it also probably helped that I was watching it with Becca, who I think this movie might have been an A for. Uh, it was just one perpetual Becca happy noise, like the entire movie. Because, um, I mean, her like silliness is what she looks for in a movie above all else. Uh, and that this movie has in spades, whether it's good, oh, yeah. silly or bad, silly. Um, John Lovitz kills it. To me, the movie goes by real fast. It's a very brisk 90 minutes. Uh, other than the part in the beginning when, you know, before they, they arrive at Spango, uh, the rest of it to me goes by real quick. Like I would actually, I could use more of what's going on on Spango. Um, so yeah, I could see why this movie bombed and I could see why a lot of people did not like it, but I, I certainly enjoyed myself. I would say it's probably a C cause there are, there's some, some stuff in this movie that is pretty questionable, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would totally recommend it. <laughs> that being said, uh, you know, it's no Spaceballs. And because Will mentioned Spaceballs, I want to see Spaceballs. But <laughs> I am recommending yeah. this movie. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Pizza the Hut, back to you. Pizza the Hut has eaten himself. <laughs> yeah. He's currently um, eating, eating himself. It's really gross. Oh, I'm sorry. I have visitors suddenly. Hello, ladies. Um, I gotta, uh, maybe I can make this bigger? I don't know if I can make it. I'm trying to... <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't Where think are I can you? Oh, hey, what's up? I'm way up here in the corner. Oh, there I am. That's good. How y'all doing? <laughs> of course, this is when my camera for Rob cuts out. <laughs> um, too much activity. Uh, it couldn't handle it. Too much activity. So... Anyway, um, I think ultimately I'm going to give it the lightest of recommends because the whole time I was watching the movie, like my jaw was just on the floor and my eyes were just like bugging out of my face. And I was like, what the hell am I witnessing right now? Um, and Joe is right. It does go by quickly. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of parts where I just want to, like, punch myself in the face. Um, it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie, but it is entertaining. And I am one of those that enjoys, like Becca, I like stupid bullshit. Um, so while this did not elicit a happy noise from me for the entirety of the film... Um, the, some of the parts were just enough where I'm like, all right, maybe this would be fine with other people. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I'm landing here. Probably with other people, very light recommend. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I'm in the same camp. I would do a light recommend, uh, probably low C for rating like that. Uh, it is, I feel like this is kind of a seeing is believing situation, uh, I do think it would be good in a party, but I also feel like there are definitely better ways to spend your time. But uh, it is just nonstop silly nonsense, so yeah, you do have to shut your brain off to enjoy it. Um, so yeah, pretty much what everyone else has said. Uh, so we got two light recommends, recommend, and two kind of, this is uh, whatever. And it's acceptable. hard to say, for me it's hard to be like... Um, yeah, it'd be funny to watch together just because I just watched it. But if I was like coming in cold, having not seen it before or uh, having not seen it super recently, like 
I could maybe wrap my head around, you know, with all of us together, like pointing out all the ridiculous shit would be kind of fun. Oh yeah, but, definitely not something you need to revisit real quickly right, or right, exactly. anything like that. But, uh, but, uh, so overall for recommendations, I think at least we could all settle in space balls. I mean, yeah, always. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we still technically did recommend this movie, but you know, I'm never not going to recommend space balls. Even though Spaceballs is the scariest movie I've ever seen. Uh, okay. Okay, we'll save that oh, for I, another I, time. I, I, I do remember that story. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I fucking get over it. Anyway, uh... <laughs> were, so... you blown, were you getting blown by Jeffrey Jones when you were watching it or something? I wish. In a dog costume. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, uh... We lightly recommend on Mom and Dad Save the World. Uh, made to recommend on Spaceballs. What else... We got for the people. Let's go point out those dog costumes. If you look really quickly, they were fucking adorable. Right. Only for a second, though. Yeah. Only your eyes adjusted on it. Very brief like, oh. second. <laughs> the, like once the once you could see like the eyeballs inside of them, yeah. I was like, okay, this is oh, yeah. those those yeah. fish women though were never acceptable. No, those are <laughs> those are weird looking. Like even in the best of times, you're like that looks like a bad Disney World like character costume see i don't know because i kind of was just like that reminds me of that fish boggling and i i kind of want to like it so i have to get over the fact that i was scared of one scene from space balls but you can hang on to boglins yes. for 40 years is that basically what you're uh totally positive? different situations yes all right before no. this this descends into a brother arguments let's wrap uh-huh. this shit up Yes, let's. So we want to thank Will for sponsoring this episode. Thanks, Will. Thank you, Will. We want to curse Will Welcome. for sponsoring this episode. Curse you, Will. Damn it, Will. Curse you, Will. Curse uh, you! Yes. <laughs> Avada Kedavra, everybody. Oh, don't so kill we have, Will. No, Jesus. I don't want to kill uh, So we have a bunch of emails to go through, but we're not doing that tonight because we're a little tight on time. But hopefully in the next couple of episodes we'll get through that. Um, but in the meantime, stay tuned for more of Will's sponsored episodes, I guess. Surprise William month. Yeah. William three months. (laughs) Surprise William Porter. Yeah, there'll be more coming. We'll we'll figure out when, where, and how. Check out our, uh, the first episode of our Transformers Netflix series review on the main feed, and we'll be doing, posting the rest of that on the Patreon. Yeah. So pay up, nerds. Um, normally this is where I would go through all of the ways you can contact us and stuff, but in this case, I am going to just do a shout out saying, Hey, how about a rate and review? If you listen to our podcast, you can go to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. Say whether you like our podcast, even if you don't like our podcast, just, just rate and review. It's not that hard. You can do it. You can do it nine times. Well, you could do it once. Um, do it all night. (laughs) do it all night preferably don't though that's i mean that's your fingers that get cramped up type typing all that stuff rigging the game but who cares i guess yeah but i mean either way we uh we really do appreciate those reviews and they help to make our podcast more visible uh throughout the interwebs so i'm gonna just go ahead and ask that you do that if you're listening right now just go ahead on your phones or whatever just go ahead and plop us a review. I don't care if it's good or bad. We just want to uh, to hear from you guys. So, uh, uh, Will is showing us his cats. They're about to get to banging, I think. Um, so, uh, that's, oh, cool. <laughs> that, that's cool, I guess. 
Uh, so we want to thank you so very much for listening. We will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Deuces. Good night, everybody.